the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to The Word to Stand On for Life. Good afternoon. My name is Pastor Ken Cruzado, and I am here hosting the show, The Word to Stand On, in place of my pastor, Pastor Ron Arbaugh. And for those of you who normally tune into the radio show here at 4 o'clock, you'll listen to Pastor Ron's call-in radio show. Uh, That's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to continue the show uh, while he and Paula are at a conference in California. So I have the pleasure of filling in for him today, uh, tomorrow also on Tuesday, and and Wednesday. So for the first three days of this week, Pastor Ron will be away. I will be here filling in for him. He will return into the uh, radio studio here and um, be back on the air with Paula on Thursday. And so with that, let me give you the numbers to dial in since this is a call-in radio show. That's 210-340-9585, I've got to add the area code now. And so uh, the toll-free number is 877-630-5757. That's 877-630-5757. We've got an email address also available to you if you want to submit questions that way. The email address is questions at calvarysa.com. We have the Calvary Chapel mobile app in case you want to submit questions that way, or you can also call in from the KSLR mobile app. There's a uh, call now button right there at the top, so if you're in your car, you don't have to worry about uh, messing with your phone. It's the safest way to call into the radio show. And so, uh, well, let me begin this uh, Monday show. Uh, If you are just tuned in, you missed out on the the panel that we just had. And we had... uh, men who pastors here at the in San Antonio uh pastor Les pastor Render uh myself uh, pastor Stephen pastor Ed all from different churches around the city of San Antonio talking about what happened yesterday and and more specifically how to deal with that and I, I imagine that's in large part what we're going to deal with on the show today and so if you have questions about the bible about Uh, how to put it into practice, how to apply it to your life in light of the things that are going on in your life, uh, good and bad. Uh, That's why we're here. Um, So if you missed that panel discussion in the previous hour, uh, I was just told it will be available online uh, tomorrow at the KSLR website. You can uh, listen to the archive there. So let me share my heart. Uh, Just for a moment, Uh, no doubt there are so many questions, and uh, some of the men that were here on this panel addressed uh, the the typical questions that come up when things like this happen. What happened in Sutherland Springs at First Baptist Church yesterday is heartbreaking, devastating. We mourn with those who 
who are mourning. And that's what God has called us to do. When someone selfishly acting on evil walked in to the church started shooting at people that's heartbreaking and there are so many families today that are hurting they have questions with no answers what we want to do is use this show to provide hope to provide answers to the questions and though we may not give specific detailed answers what we do know as believers is that our hope is in the hope of glory Jesus Christ he's the one that we run to in times of trouble he's the one who he says through the Peter the apostle to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us and let me say quickly to the to the community there in Sutherland Springs, which is about 35 to 45 minutes away from our our church. Our hearts hurt with you. We have people in our own church body sending messages to us and emails. They've lost family members. They've lost relatives and dear friends. And our hearts hurt with you. I mentioned earlier in the, in, during the panel discussion that during this time of grieving, we have to run to Jesus. He's the one who is the, the God of all comfort, is the Father of compassion. And though we surround ourselves with people who are well-intended, who even love us, in this time of pain, the only comfort that helps, that really works, is a supernatural comfort that comes from Jesus through the power of his spirit. And he uses people to do that. I can tell you this. There are hundreds and thousands, maybe even millions of people, since this news has been broadcasted nationwide, there are millions of people who are praying for the community there in Sutherland Springs. And our hearts hurt with you. You know, as um, as the events were, uh, the event was unfolding and I couldn't help but feel my heart sink yesterday. News started to trickle in. And uh, I remember sitting uh, there at my desk uh, at the end of service, at the end of the third service yesterday, reading the headline about a Texas church. Little did I know it was that close. And as more information began to pour in, I could feel my heart getting heavier and heavier. (sighs) But this is what we have to remember. And this is what I communicated earlier in the panel discussion. And, and let this please be a word of encouragement. This in no way is intended to minimize any of the pain, but to Christians, to Christians. One thing we have to remember in the middle of this pain, we have to remember this. As Christians, we're not exempt from bad things happening to us because we pray, because we, we, we belong to God, because the Spirit of God lives in us. And he who is greater in us is greater than he who is in the world. All of that is true, but it doesn't mean that we're exempt from suffering. I'll take it a step even further. If anyone in this world is best equipped for suffering, it's a Christian's. It's us. We don't look for suffering, but when it happens, when things happen that break our hearts, we have the one who we can lean upon, the rock of our salvation, the anchor of our soul, the one who loves us before the foundation of the world, Jesus. And it's to him we run. He is the strong tower that we run into in times of trouble. 
And that's what I would communicate to the church, to the people who are suffering, to the families. I know that there are questions, so many questions without answers. In fact, we took a couple of them from the previous show. And I know there's going to be some questions coming up in, in this show. But even if we can't provide direct answers, what we can do is point them to the one who can help them. And a couple of things stand out in my mind and in my heart as uh, we get ready for, for questions. Um, that we have to remember this, that, that God has given us his comfort so that we can comfort others. And the, the comfort that we need is not the kind of comfort that we can manufacture, that we can come up using worldly, secular methods. It's a supernatural comfort that comes from him through the power of his spirit. And it reaches deep into our hearts. And it holds us and it embraces us in the way that only Jesus can. And the reason why he does that to us who are hurting is so that we can turn around and take that same comfort and comfort others with the comfort that he has comforted us with. And it's through that process of healing, through the power of the Spirit working through the body of Christ, that, that hearts begin to heal. We want to jump right into the question, so we do have a caller. Line 1, Sharon from Garden Ridge, you're on the air. Yes, hi, Pastor Ken. Hi, Sharon. Uh, I, I just... Hi. Um, we go to Calvary Chapel, Bruce and I, and uh, we lost um, friends. Oh. Um, Karen and Scott Marshall. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, oh. we, I just wanted to let you know that this radio program has been so comforting for us. Oh, and sure. uh, we listened to the last panel, and it was very good. And um, just wanted to let you know, it's really comforted us. And um, we're going to be meeting with mutual friends tonight. And, uh, you know, we're going to stay strong. And we're going to stand up for Jesus. Oh, God bless you, Sharon. God bless you. Thank you for for sharing that with us. And and do me a favor. uh, the, The next time... I know who you are. The next time you come to church, you and Bruce, make sure yeah. you come up to us or to Pastor Ron and Paula, and, and, and I know you will, but, but let us give you a hug. Okay. Because, because uh, uh, I can hear the joy in your voice, even in the midst of this turmoil. You've lost uh, dear ones, and your heart is heavy, but you're... Your eyes are fixed on Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of your faith, and you know it's only from him that you can draw the strength from. And I think exactly what I just said is what's going to apply to your your meeting. Did you say you're meeting tonight? Yes, I I heard that, yes. Sharon, you go and be the one to communicate God's grace, uh, the message of hope to the hurting, and let them see that, that this Jesus that they may already know is the Jesus who's right there with them that wants to hold them in his arms. You be his arms and his feet and his, his mouth. And God I bless will. you. God bless you for doing that. I will. I will. Yes. And we were out at Joy of Jesus, you know, last week. And we just, just uh, the ministry, ministering to those people out there was just just a, an opportunity of a lifetime for me. And you know what, Sharon, uh, now that you've brought that up, here's one thing I want you to remember tonight when you meet with the people there that are hurting. There are a lot of people who are hurting who are uh, believers, but there are also people who are hurting that are not believers. And yeah. they have more questions, and they don't have the answers that we have. And don't forget that through this difficulty, God wants to save people. God sure. can take that which is meant for evil and turn it into good in ways we don't understand. So yes. uh, you go, Sharon. You and Bruce okay. love them. You love them. God bless you, and, and thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you're welcome. Well, God bless you, and thank you so much for the radio program. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. 
Let's move on to the next call on line two. We have Doug in Live Oak. You're on the air, Doug. Hey, thank you. I just wanted to give thanks to a, a Calvary Chapel woman named Tracy Nugent. It's a very special person who took me to the hospital today and waited with me four hours. I, you know, and I think I'm, I, you don't sound like Pastor Ron. You sound like Ken. That's right, Doug. It's me, Ken. You know who I am. <laughs> I know exactly. I got to really, I really, uh, God bless her for. She sat there with me for four hours while they diagnosed what was wrong with me. Wow. The five other doctors couldn't find over at you know Stone Oak Hospital, and I've been calling Calvary for people to call me back and pray, and nobody calls me or nothing. And I just thought, you know, it was pretty nice of her. You know, she's a really a good example of the Good Samaritan. And but, I just wanted to, you know, give praise to her. That's right, oh. Doug. Well, the, the reason why she called and you got in contact with her is because she, she she got the phone call. And I'm glad she was able to help. You see, this is what the body of Christ I does. Her personally. She's a personal friend of mine. Yeah, yes, she is. You both have been at the church for a very long time, Doug. Yeah, she's just, you know, I just wanted to thank her. And, you know, I wanted to ask you to pray for me. That's why I've been calling the church. I have talked to some people at the church, Pastor Rich and Isaac Heiner, Heiner, or, you know, there yes. has. Yes, that's I'm really Isaac. Going through a, I'm really going through a tough time in my life. Doug, and, let, me, know, let me pray for you right now. Is that okay? Yeah, I, I'd love you to. Okay. Father, I pray for my dear friend, Doug, and... You're the only one, Father, that knows all of the turmoil that he's been through, some of the physical issues that he suffered for so many years, and yet he's persevered and clung to you with all that he has, even on days when he feels like he has nothing left. He still finds a way, by the power of your Spirit, to make it to the church, to be among God's people. And God, that's because of your faithfulness to him. And I, I'm grateful, especially, that you brought along Tracy to take him to the hospital today. Now, I pray, God, going forward, that, that Doug would take this newfound strength and that he would cling to you with all that he's got and love you and fall deeper in love with you even more, God, no matter what goes on around us. I pray that Doug would remember that the circumstances aren't greater than your grace. And since you've filled him with your spirit and you'll never abandon him, there isn't anything that could happen that would separate him from the love of God. So I pray that Doug uses this newfound strength to walk with you, to stay close to you, Jesus, to fall deeper in love with you than ever before. Amen. It's a really good prayer there, Ken. You're really good at that. <laughs> I really thank you for that. And I, I thank Tracy Nugent, and, you know, I'm just, maybe there's some hope for me. You know me for a long time, how I've been suffering with my ears. I do. I uh, do. I, I know you have tinnitus, and then that is something that uh, I've been praying for you constantly. We'll continue to pray for you, Doug. So thank I you for calling the show. You know, I, I love you, brother. I really do. I love you, too, Doug. I'll talk to you later. Okay, uh, you know, that's just a snapshot of some of the things that are going on in, in, in the, the deepest parts of, of people's hearts that you have no idea about. Um, God bless you, Tracy, if you're listening to the show. That's exactly who you are. You're the, the kind of lady that goes way out of her way to do something that nobody would ever know about so that you can help someone. You're the hands of Jesus. I know your heart. You, the way you... you you lead the, the, the clown ministry at, at Joy of Jesus. It's something that's blessed so many people. Uh, I just love what you do, Tracy. And I know you would say it's just because of Jesus. So God bless you and Gary so much. You're such a gift. Let me give you the phone numbers to call into the radio show. 210. Don't forget, you got to dial the area code now since we have a new area code here in town. 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. The toll-free number is 877-630-5757. 877-630-5757. And then the email address is questions at 
calvarysa.com. That's questions, plural, at calvarysa.com. Uh, I do have a, a, a message here that was sent in from the church body. It says, Pastor Ron, would you talk about grievance and ways to help about this tragedy on the radio? Our homeschooling, our homestead, and civil air patrol communities have been affected. It's too much to handle. And so, uh, Anonymous, I can hear the heaviness in your message, even if it's a short few words. But the same thing that I've been saying is the same thing that you have to cling on to. Being there and experiencing this pain, it doesn't mean that God has abandoned you. Remember, we're the ones. We're the ones. And I'm assuming that you're a believer. Uh, you're part of our church body. Uh, even if you're anonymous, you've indicated that you're someone who's very close to us, but you've had relatives who were either hurt or lost their lives. You, anonymous, you have been equipped with everything you need for life and for godliness. That's what Peter tells us. And what that means is this. No matter what turmoil or hardship or suffering we endure, it's the Spirit of God that's going to carry us through it. We have to be with Him so that He, and in His mighty strength, and the power of His Spirit can work through us to deal with our broken hearts. Not only that, Anonymous, but to also deal with the broken hearts of those who are around us. And then you'd mentioned that there's a uh, your homeschooling group, your homestead group, your, your civil air patrol communities have been affected. And then you end with this, it's too much to handle. Anonymous, it's not. Don't forget what Paul said to the Corinthians. It's Jesus speaking through the Apostle Paul. We, he won't give us more than we can handle. We feel like it's overwhelming, but it's so that we can depend on his spirit to strengthen us and not depend on ourselves. I would also remind you that Jesus wasn't taken by surprise. We were. There is no way to foresee events like this. There's no way to fully prepare for these. I mean, we can put safety measures in place, of course, but ultimately, when man wants to sin, God's not going to stop them. That's the desire of their heart. And oftentimes what happens from that is pain and sorrow a heartbreak. What do we do? We remember Jesus and remember we run to his word. It's in him that we find comfort. We grieve. Paul the Apostle said, as I said earlier, we, we mourn with those who are mourning. We become the source of comfort and hope to those who are lost and who are hurting. Even believers who are in the middle of of life-shaking events, oftentimes they need to be reminded Jesus is the one that can help you. Uh, and then you, when you mention that this is too much to handle, let me anonymous encourage you with this last word of encouragement. It's this, you know, we feel like things are too much to handle when we focus on the circumstance. And when we focus on the circumstance, there's a funny thing that starts to happen. Jesus starts to get blurry in the background. I like to use the analogy of my hand waving in front of my face. If I, if I am focused on my fingers, my eyes can't focus on the wall in the background. And that's because my circumstances, those things that are staying in front of me, are consuming me. But if I put my focus on Jesus, if I fix my eyes upon him who is the author of my faith, he's the finisher of my faith, and if yours too, Anonymous, then he begins to supply you with the grace that you need to get through whatever it is you're going through. And in this case, even though the pain may seem overwhelming, remember, Jesus is right there with you. 
He didn't abandon the people of the church at First Baptist, and he's not going to abandon us. He's not going to abandon you. What he will do is he'll whisper into your ear. He'll guide you and direct you by the power of his spirit. He'll, he'll open up his word, and, and it's almost as if the word of God will come off of the pages and land on your heart, and times of refreshing will come to your soul. See, that's what Christians do when we go through hardship. Well, you can hear the music. That means we are finished with the first half of the Word to Stand On for Life on this Monday afternoon. We'll be right back in two minutes. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Monday edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. My name is Pastor Ken Cruzado. I am filling in for Pastor Ron today, tomorrow, and Wednesday while Pastor Ron and Paula are in California in Diamond Bar, California. He is there for a pastor's conference and will be there uh, until Wednesday. He will return here into the studio, radio studio, to be back with his radio studio listening audience on Thursday with Paula. And so the date, the edition, the most popular show of the week. They'll be back for that. Oh, he did want me to communicate to the radio listening audience that he absolutely hates being away especially when things happen like yesterday. And if you're just tuning in, uh, there were a a panel of pastors here in the studio for the previous hour. And what we did is we sat and we talked about how, how to handle or how to deal with what happened yesterday in Sutherland Springs. And so we have continued that uh, today for anyone that wants to take uh, or call in with questions. This is a call-in radio show. The number here in the studio is area code 210. Don't forget you have to dial the area code now, 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. Uh, the toll-free number is 877-630-5757. 877-630-5757. That's KSLR, 5757 on, on your phone. You can submit questions if you want through the email uh, address we have, which is questions at calvarysa.com. And one thing I forgot to do in the first half, I, uh, I was reminded, thank you, is that tonight here at Calvary Chapel, we have uh, events going on. Our typical Monday night uh, studies, so tonight we have... Um, Crystal Snellenberg who will be teaching the ladies that starts at 7 o'clock along with uh, the men's study which I'll be teaching Um, and then at 7 o'clock same time we also have the youth study with Pastor Nelly teaching high school youth and Chris Sanchez also teaching junior high so we've added a fourth study I forgot about that lots and lots going on there at the church on Monday night Uh, one other quick note about tonight uh, our men's study isn't live streamed but it is recorded. But tonight, we're jumping right into Ephesians chapter 6. We go verse by verse through the Bible. And tonight, we just happen to be in a, a pertinent area uh, dealing with the things that are going on. We're talking about the armor of God. We started last week about spiritual warfare and what that really means. And, uh, you know, God seems to know exactly what's going on in our lives through his word. And so I've given you the numbers. Call in if you have questions to one zero three four zero ninety five eighty five. I want to get back to what we were talking about, uh, and which is obviously the the tragedy that happened there at Sutherland Springs. If you're just tuning in the second half of the radio show, uh, I want to communicate as best as I can Jesus's heart to the hurting in a time when we have more an- more questions than we do answers we have to remember that Jesus' heart is broken and he wants to heal our hearts 
His heart hurts for those who are suffering. But what he doesn't want is for our emotions uh, to get the best of us. We can run to the one who has the answers, and that's Jesus. He's the God of all comfort. He's the Father of compassion. And as I've been saying at least two or three times, we Christians, we're called to mourn with those who mourn. Come alongside. And don't be so caught up in providing all the right answers. One of the pastors on the panel said it perfectly. Sometimes you just need to be there to hold them, to hug them, instead of trying to come up with answers when there are none. Instead of trying to figure out why this happened, well, we know why. It's because of sin. This isn't a political issue. This isn't uh, something to go off on tangents that have nothing to do with the real solution. This is a, a matter of the heart. And because of evil, because of people who are hurting because of evil, what we need to do is direct people to Jesus. I'm reminded of when Jesus was addressing his disciples there in John chapter 16. And the disciples were, were panicking. They were distraught. Grief had settled in their heart because they'd realized that Jesus is about to leave them. And what Jesus communicates to them is, is so important. And the context, the details of the context is a little different, but, but the issue is this. In their hearts, there's grief because they know that Jesus isn't going to be there. But what he does is he wants to take their attention off of the circumstance and focus on him. This is what he says. He says to his disciples, So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Now again, that context is, is different in the circumstances, but the, the application is the same. In our hearts that are full of grief, we need to turn our attention to Jesus, and being with him where he's at is where we find our joy. Joy isn't the emotion of being... Uh, up and down, but it's the steady, steadfast attitude that comes from being with him. In his presence is the fullness of joy. And so in the same way that Jesus directed the disciples' attention to being with him during their time of grief, so too do we. We need to direct our attention to Jesus and being with him. And as I said again earlier, so that the comfort that he provides us will be the comfort that we can provide to others who are hurting around us. I hope that helps. Let's turn back to our phone lines. We have line one, Scott, in shirts. You're on the air. Pastor Ken, thank you so much for uh, the hour you spent before and the time that you're spending now on this. Um, I uh, I just wanted to let you know that I'm praying for you and praying um the young lady that you spoke with earlier, um, what great counsel you gave to her, and uh, and also the uh, letter that you read there with the person that was overwhelmed or whatever. Um, I think not only are people overwhelmed with with grief, but also um, there's there, there's just the, the situation they uh, feel overwhelmed in, and and I just wanted to share um, or encourage the uh, believers out there. Just like when Jesus fed the 5,000, the disciples mm -hmm. came to him in a hopeless state. They, they, they basically said, we can't feed them. We don't have enough money. Even if we had the money, there's no place to purchase the bread. But what they did is they did in obedience what Jesus told them to do. Once they emptied, once they agreed with God that they couldn't do it. And I think that's one of the things that we struggle with. Oh, um, I love that, Scott. I love We're that. out of control. Mm -hmm. And because not only did they empty themselves and they they were at that point where they were there was absolutely nothing they could do but what they did then was they obeyed hmm. they asked the people to sit down and sit in the groups and they went out 
who fed the 5,000. The disciples went out there. They were the hands and the feet of Christ. That's right. And our body, the, the, our brothers and sisters, we have the opportunity. Don't shy away from them. Empty yourself. Go out in obedience. And like you said, even just to sit with someone that's in, in, in pain and in sorrow, whatever, just to be there, be present, but allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. It's, it's nothing that we can do. You've got to go into it like that right off the bat. Empty Absolutely. yourself and allow Jesus to, to, to minister to those that are in need. Um, and thank you, brother, so much. And I'm praying for your ministry. God bless. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Great words of encouragement, Scott. I couldn't agree more. In fact, when the illustration that you use there, when Jesus is feeding the multitudes, is perfect. Because the the truth is, as the disciples approach the baskets and they look with their eyes at the lack of bread there, they had to resolve in their minds whether or not they're going to be obedient, even if their eyes um, are telling them that they can't do it. And I think that's important for us to remember. Uh, you know, it reminds me also when, when in the Old Testament, when the prophet Elisha, there in Second Kings chapter 6, he has an a, a assistant that's helping him. And there in the city of Dothan, uh, there is where he's staying. Elisha's staying there. But the, the Syrian king, Ben-Hadad, at a far distance, is frustrated with Elisha because Elisha seems to be catching the information or getting wind of the information, the what the military plans are that Ben-Hadad is trying to carry out against the army uh, uh, of Israel. And time and time again, the, the plans that Ben-Hadad would try to carry out would be thwarted because Elisha was receiving a special insight from the Lord about what was going on. And so this is what happened next. Ben-Hadad became upset, sent the multitude of his army to surround Dothan, and then early in the morning, Elisha's assistant wakes up. And in the dark early morning, he begins to see, as a light begins to settle in, horse after horse after soldier after soldier. And quickly, as he's rubbing his eyes to see clearly, he looks across and he sees the multitude standing against him, the Syrian army coming to destroy him and Elisha. And as he begins to panic because of the overwhelming circumstances that surround him, here's what happens next. Elisha wakes up and he gets up and he says, what's going on? <laughs> and then the servant says, don't you see what's happening here? We're overwhelmed. And here's the key. Here's the application. What Elisha does next is he prays and he asks God to open up the eyes of his servant. And what happens next is that God reveals to the servant that surrounding the, the, the Syrian multitudes is an even greater multitude of an angelic warriors, God's warriors who are far greater in number and in power and in strength than the, than the tiny army that's set against him. What is that? How does that apply to what we're dealing with today? We can't let our visible circumstances dictate our obedience to the Lord. We can't let our emotions dictate whether or not we're obedient to the Lord. We can't, what we see with our eyes dictate whether or not we're obedient to the Lord. We walk by faith, not by sight. And what that means practically is this. Though the pain may seem to be overwhelming, though you may not feel like you're equipped to go and minister, to go and help, though you may feel like you don't have the words, though you may feel like you don't know how to help or, or, or that the pain is overwhelming, we have the Spirit of God taking residence in us who is greater. He is greater than anything that's out there. And what happened to Elisha's servant 
was that his perspective changed. And that's the way that we begin to help or get help. Though the circumstances that surround us overwhelm us, even combined together, stack upon each other in a sense to where we feel like we can't do anything, what we have to do is take our eyes off of the circumstances and focus in on Jesus and to be with him. And it's from him we have strength to comfort those who are hurting, to comfort our own hearts for sure, and then to be a comfort to those who are hurting. We can't let someone else's disobedience to God dictate our obedience to God. We don't obey men. We have to obey God. That's what Peter said. And so in that same vein, when we feel overwhelmed, turn our attention to Jesus. And it's in him that we find strength and comfort that we need. I also want to add something that uh, we're going to talk about actually tonight. I touched on it last week uh, uh, in our Monday night study. As I said earlier, we're talking about spiritual warfare in the context of Ephesians chapter 6. That's what we're going through on on Monday nights. And in Ephesians chapter 6, we just entered into the the last portion there in verse 10, talking about spiritual warfare. That was last week. And here's what we learned, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood as much as we want to direct our anger towards the people that committed this crime or the people related to it, whatever it may be. I know this, this gunman isn't around anymore, but, but the people, even the people that, that the enemy uses, but the people themselves are never our enemy. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. People are the object of God's ministry. And if they choose to refuse God, then they suffer the consequences. And sadly, sometimes it means other people suffer too. But if we give in to the temptation to direct our anger, even our retaliation to people, then we fall for the trap that the enemy sets before us. You see, the enemy is our enemy. That's the devil. He's the accuser. And even to people who are believers, when he knows he can't have them, he does everything he can to to make their lives miserable and cause as much damage as possible. The question came earlier, came up earlier on the panel, but in case you missed it, it's an important question. How could something like this happen in the house of God? Or what do I tell my children now that we're afraid to go to church? I was asked the exact same question yesterday. And the answer is simple. You keep doing what you're doing. Be with Jesus. Stay obedient to what he's called you to do. Minister to those who are hurting. And at the same time, you draw your strength from being with him so that God can use you as a vessel of his love, of his comfort, of his grace, and of his mercy to the people that need it. We have to remember, secondly, that as Christians, though the Spirit of God takes residence within us, that does not mean that we're exempt from bad things happening to us. In Matthew chapter 5, We learn that God allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust and the sun to shine on the evil and the good. What does that mean? It means that bad things happen to good people. It also means that good things happen to bad people sometimes. Instead of asking why God would allow that, Those are the kind of questions we may never get answers to. Why questions? They don't help. They're only asked to satisfy 
our own intellect and our own mental capacity. But the truth is, even if we were to get an answer, we would ask another why question. We'll leave those questions for heaven. In the meantime, the question we need to ask is who? Who can we run to for help? That's Jesus. We point people to him. Instead of trying to come up with answers to questions that we don't know the answers of, remember, Jesus is the one that has the answers. Let me give you the question, uh, the, the phone number. We've got a few minutes left in the radio show, so you have a uh, uh, Time to call. It's 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. The next question I have is from Robert. What is the major way that I, as a man, can be sure to lead my family in their walk with the Lord? I don't want to fail in this responsibility, especially with what happened yesterday. Okay. Robert, this is a good question to ask, and I love that it comes from the the father, the husband, the, the, the household leader's perspective. You're the spiritual leader of the house, and you're concerned with rightly representing the Lord. Here's the first thing you need to remember. They need, your family needs to see you trusting in Jesus. Even if you give them the verbal answers that are 100% true, but you don't demonstrate that truth in your own life, then there's no power in what you say. What I mean by that is this. In light of what happened yesterday, your family cannot see you panic and lose hope. Your family can't see you start to question God. What they need to see is a husband, a father, who trusts God even more. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Stand firm, dear brothers. Immovable, unshakable, knowing that your work in the Lord is not in vain. That's what you need to show them. How do you do that? You continue to walk with Jesus. You don't try to sugarcoat answers by giving them uh, answers that that appeal to their senses, but you tell them the truth. And you tell them the truth, but you don't leave them without hope. It's easy to tell people, well, you know what? We have evil in this world, and it's, we're just going to have to deal with it. No, what God has supplied us with is His Spirit. The Spirit who has sealed us with an inheritance. And so what that means is that in your walk, Robert, they need to see that you trust Jesus more than ever, that you're not going to waver, you're not going to falter, that you're not going to get angry, you're not going to get political, but you're going to turn to Jesus, and they will follow you, I promise. And you don't have to have all the answers, Robert. In fact, I would try not to give answers to everything. Instead, Bring them to the one who does have answers, and that's Jesus. And you'll be fine, Robert. You'll be fine. We've got less than three minutes left in the show, and so I won't have any time to take any calls. But I, I will close the show today with uh, a, a couple of thoughts. And I'll, I'll try not to be repetitive. I, I know I have been, but in cases like this, there... There isn't really much to say except with what the Word of God says. For the community there at Sutherland Springs, you have millions of people praying for you. You're not alone. And even if it feels like you may be alone, remember that Jesus is there. Your hearts are hurting, and God will provide you the comfort that you need. But for the people who were lost, you can find comfort in the fact that Jesus is right there with his angels receiving them into his glory where there is no pain, no hardship, no sorrow, no turmoil, 
Now, for those of us that are left behind, we hurt. Jesus wants to hold you and comfort you through that pain. For the surrounding communities, for those who have been praying, be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mourn with those who are mourning. Go out of your way to help them, even if you don't know what to say. Sometimes it's better not to say anything at all. And then the God of all comfort, the Father of compassion, will use you in ways that you never experienced before. Last thing I'll say is this. We can't imagine how God would use something so tremendously evil, something so atrocious, and turn it for good. But he can, and he will. Through this, there will be people who will get saved. There will be people who will run to Jesus, the one that they never believed in. They will see now he's the only one that can provide them the hope that they need. And if you're a Christian, God may want to use you for that. Well, you can hear the music, so that means we are wrapping up the show for today. This is the Word to Stand On for Life. My name is Pastor Ken Cruzado. I have been filling in and will be filling in for Pastor Ron today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. God bless you. See you tomorrow at 4. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.